Thank you for listening to the Motion City Church podcast. We all know that money matters. For our culture, the topic of money and giving is one of the most difficult things the Bible addresses, yet the Bible speaks clearly and abundantly on it. This week, we will explore what the Bible has to say about how we as Christians are called to steward and use our finances for the expansion of His kingdom on this earth. Let's listen in. Oh, somebody's coming over to you. Can I sing with you? Sure you can. Yes. Do you know any Alicia Keys? Yes, I How about do. New York? Now we're in New York. These streets will make you feel brand new. These streets will inspire you. Oh, we're in New York. Welcome to New York in Times Square. You know which president was on the one dollar bill? Oh! Oh, the one dollar is George Washington. George Washington. George Washington. Correct. Do you know which president this is on the one dollar bill? If you name it, you can keep it. That, that's silly. You can keep it. That's silly. No, it's not silly. Who is that man? It's George Washington. That's yours. Who's that man right there? That would be Abraham Lincoln. Well done. I want you to keep this one too. And I want you to name that man right there. Benjamin Franklin. Well done. That was that was very good that you you got that one. Very good. <laughs> I like yeah. You guys. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I gotta be careful doing that, but it's like, you know. <laughs> Ma'am, do you speak English? Where are you from? Japan. What brings you to New York? Airplane. Oh, why are you visiting? If I gave you a bunch of money, would you be happy? Yes. Would you say that money can buy you happiness? No. But you'd be happy if I gave you more money. Can money buy you happiness? give you like a million dollars would that make you happy i don't think so because money does not necessarily buy happiness this but i will tell you such a cliche answer no 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 if somebody no, no, had you no, a million dollars no. you'd be happy no i would, <laughs> I would not do you think money is the root of all evil i think money is a necessary evil but i think if you focus too much on money i mean it's not good i believe money is not the root of all evil but the love of money is the root of all evil, right? So it's all about the heart, right? Come on, come on, baby. Come on, baby. What's up, baby? We're all in this together, all of us. We're dancers, we're dancers, baby. We dance. Here we are on Fifth Avenue. Would you say America is very materialistic? Look at this. This is the, the, the symbol of materialism. And I think I'm a good mom and yeah. I, I teach them not to be materialistic. So we are all trapped, you know? Yeah. Very nice vehicle, sir. Very nice. Very nice car. Wow. Oh, 
man. Well, once again, welcome to Motion City Church. So glad you guys are here with us this morning. Uh, if I seem a little, um, like, overhyped, I'm trying to mask the fact that I'm exhausted. I was at a youth retreat in Green Lake, Wisconsin, which, if you're wondering, is about five hours away from South Minneapolis. Uh, and, and I got the opportunity to speak to uh, some youth ministries, and, and it was such a fun time, but I am so tired, and, and so sometimes I mask my exhaustion with just, like, overexcited hype, and so if it's like, man, he's a little bit crazier today than normal, that's probably why, but, uh, but this morning, man, we are wrapping up our teaching series called Money Matters, and, and really what my prayer has been since we started planning the series, before I started putting all these messages together, that my prayer and my hope for this entire teaching series would that, is that we wouldn't underplay the reality that money matters in our lives. I think it would be foolish for us to come out of a series and really come up with the blanket statement that money doesn't matter because money does matter, but that we would have an understanding that we would either come to the understanding or that we would be reminded of the fact that although money does matter, God and doing things God's way, especially when it comes to our finances, has to matter most. That nothing in this life can be taken with us, but what we can do, and this is what excites me, that what we can do in and through our finances is leave a legacy that lives beyond you and me. That we can leave a legacy. I love what the book of Deuteronomy says, chapter 12, verse 28. It says this. It says, be careful to obey all these regulations I am giving you so that it may always go well for you and for your children after you because you will be doing what is good and right in the eyes of the Lord your God. Uh, Lord your God. So Psalms 78, verse 4 says this. We will not hide them from our children. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power, and the wonders he has done. And Psalm 145, verse 4, really the whole chapter of Psalm 145 is really a declaration about the greatness and goodness of our God. But I, I love what verse 4 says where it says, one generation will commend your works to one another. They will tell of your mighty acts. We have been created in the image of God and in the intention of God to be legacy-focused people, to be generationally minded. And so as we land this plane this morning, uh, just a reminder, uh, if you join us for the first time, that the first week we looked at the fact that money matters to you, money matters to me. And last week we looked at the fact that money matters to the church. And this week, we're going to look at the fact that money matters to God. So if you're taking notes, that's what we're going to be talking about, that money matters to God. And I said it last week, and, and I'm just going to say it again, but the better notes you take, the better real estate in heaven you'll get. You know, if you want to live next to Paul, take good notes. Nancy, Nancy's ultimately going to just be living in Jesus's guest room because. The, but if you want to like have a house next to Thomas, doubting Tom, just don't take notes and, and just. No, I'm kidding. But uh, but um, maybe I'm not. I don't know. Um, no, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> but we're going to be looking at the fact that money matters to God, and, and what I want to say to preface everything else that happens after this point is this. I want to say this first: is that God does not need our money. God does not need our money. He just, he just doesn't. In, in the book of, of Psalms, again, chapter 50, the psalmist writes this about God. He, God says, I have no need for a bull from your stall or of goats from your pens, for every animal in the forest is mine and the cattle on a thousand hills. Remember from, from last week when we looked at the fact that God owns it all. We're just simply managers. God in no way is lacking in anything without our money. 
But what really makes money so important to God is the fact that our relationship with money is so often a reflection to ourselves and to others about how our relationship with God actually looks. And so really money matters to God because what money is, is it's an enhancement or an inhibitor of our relationship with him. And God's desire for us is that we would be a part of an always growing and always thriving relationship with him. But not that it would be, not that it would just be our relationship with him that would thrive, but it would also be for those who yet to understand that there is a grace that exists and that there's forgiveness that exists that God offers us through the person of Jesus. God's desire is that people, new people, multitudes of people would see a new, that he would desire to see new relationships begin and that they would grow and thrive as well because personally, if I want my life or this church to be known for anything, it would be this, is that we created space and opportunity for people to meet, follow, and serve Jesus. That's it. And so one of the ways that we're going to be doing this this morning, one of the ways that um, as God is, is, is moving our hearts in faith— <laughs> Uh, as God is moving our hearts in faith, and sometimes before faith comes fear, and there was definitely fear in this, uh, but fear is always a good catalyst for faith, you know? Um, so we're just going to em- embrace the fear together, but something that we're going to be uh, kicking off uh, at church really beginning today is some- as a new ministry for our church, that was something that we're called uh, Kingdom Builders, and we're going to put the, the image up on the screen, Kingdom Builders. Now, this ministry is not new in its method or its, its model or execution, but it's a new one for us here at Motion City. And I'm really excited about this. And what Kingdom Builders is, it's our above and beyond giving, above and beyond our tithes and our, our, our 10% tithes, giving back to God. And this goes into ve- investing into the future in four main areas. And uh, the first one, uh, we're going to go through these just real quickly, Chelsea, if we could go through, uh, is, is the first one area that we're going to invest in is Motion City. Uh, the second one we're going to invest in is our local outreach. The third will be missions, and the fourth is church planting. And, and so one of the ways I'm, I'm going to kind of go through these um, one by one to kind of further explain what these are. But for Motion City, uh, one of the things that we're wanting to do is we're wanting to actually— that there's, there's S's and a B in front of those, so it's not just avings, it's savings. Um, uh, it's, it's a good thing to save, right? It's a good thing to save because one of the things that I know about— this church is that, that we are here in this neighborhood for a reason and for a purpose, and we ain't going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. I hope to be preaching at this church in 50 years, at 83, right? I mean, I just, I played basketball at this retreat, got exercise, and I feel like I'm going to die, but they tell me it's good for me, um, but I don't understand how feeling like death is good for me, but we'll, I, I, we'll figure it out. I they tell me I should keep playing basketball, but, but I want to die right now because I am so sore, and uh, I went in to get donuts for growth track, and I was limping, and a guy in line goes, man, you're walking with swagger today. Today must be a good day. I was like, no, I'm hurting. I am hurting, but I guess swagger and pain look alike, so we'll just go with that, but, um, but I, I really, I am confident in what God has begun Nothing can stop. Scriptures say that not even Satan can diminish what God has started, and I believe that God has started something pretty unique here. 
And so one of the things that we want to do is we want to save for the future. We want to, we want to begin to put dollars into savings so that we could potentially put a down payment on a permanent facility because, man, my goal is not to be permanent forever. I, I, we can be permanent for as long as God allows us to be uh, portable. We can be portable as long as God allows us to be portable. But I don't want to diminish planning ahead for the future because I want to establish deep roots in this community. I want our community to thrive because Motion City Church exists. And so what we want to do is we want to begin to put dollars into savings for potential down payments. The other thing we want to do is the other uh, S word. It's not, it's scholarships. And one of the things that we want to do for scholarships is we want, to, we want to specifically direct them towards children and for youth to go to things like, to events like summer camp and, and Minnesota Youth Convention where we designate time throughout the years for students and young people to specifically kind of remove distractions and, and simply just focus on fun and God. Now, I was called into ministry at camp. And it changed the course of my life forever. So these, these are things that are important for, I believe, for our young people to experience. And, and we don't want the lack of funds to inhibit their experiencing God in a real way. And so we will be investing into future generations through scholarships for, for different events. One of the things that we've, we've learned is the moment we opened as a church, people started calling, asking for help. And I love that. I love that people still approach the church for help. But the thing that kills me is that we just can't. I've had to say no so many more times than I've been able to say yes simply because we just don't have funds to help people and to serve people the way that needs. So we want to we begin to invest in a benevolence fund so that we can at least do something. We can't solve all the problems, but we can help in the process. And I believe that that's the church's role to, to serve what the scripture refers to as the least of these, and I don't want to say no anymore. I don't want to say no anymore when people come to the church for help because if they're they're not coming to the church, I I, I don't know where they're going, but they should be looking to us for help. That's That's our job. That's our calling. And so we want to be investing into benevolence. The second one with local outreach uh, we, we, I've been on the phone with some incredible organizations over the last couple of weeks just, just in communication about what they do. And so in, in all those conversations, man, God has really laid these four on my heart. And they're Ace in the City, the Sheridan Story, Breaking Free, and Tandem. And I'm going to explain really quickly what all those are. Ace in the City uh, is, a, is an organization that we have a phenomenal relationship with already. Uh, we love Tim Anderson and their team. Um, Jen and I have, we're, we're just in such phenomenal close relationship with this organization. And what they do is Ace in the City exists as a community development nonprofit in the Powderhorn and Standish neighborhoods with hopes of, of putting more uh, organizations and more programs, both after school and during school programs, in, in schools throughout the neighborhoods throughout Minneapolis. And right now, because they're needing funds, they're only been able to do two neighborhoods. Powderhorn is where they started, which is actually right next to us. And then we just began helping out in after school programs on Thursdays right here at Falwell. And so what we want to do is we want to we we financially invest in people who are investing into our community. Now, Ace in the City is a faith-based organization, but we don't have the opportunity or the leisure based on some of the events to proclaim the gospel. But what we do believe is that if we get enough people who love Jesus to surround kids who don't know that there's a love of Jesus, and simply by living out the great commission and the great call that God gives us, then we'll begin to see atmospheres change because when people who love Jesus show up on the scene, atmospheres should change. 
And so Ace in the City is working on community development through relationships, and it's, it's just amazing. And, and throughout the year, we'll be bringing these organizations in to share. Um, Tim and I are just working on a date. Sheridan Story. Sheridan Story is an amazing nonprofit we learned about through our relationship with Ace in the City. And what the Sheridan Story does is that it's a food packing and distribution nonprofit that's based out of Northeast Minneapolis that distributes weekend non-perishable meals to students who would otherwise go hungry for the entire weekend until they can come back uh, on Monday and receive breakfast. I've gotten the, I, and again, we just got the open door to do it at Falwell, and I said, I'm in. When, is it, when do you need me there? And it's so fun. My dad and I have gotten the opportunity to, to go and, and distribute meals. And the thing that I love so much about meeting in, a, in an elementary and middle school is that every kid's name is on the locker. And I get to pray for kids by name as I meet a physical need praying and believing that God would meet an even greater spiritual need. It's amazing. I really don't believe we're closer to Jesus than we are when we're serving other people. And so if you have Fridays off, fourth Friday of every month, uh, I'll be here distributing meals, and I would love for you to join me if you can make it. But we're going to be supporting the Sheridan Story financially. There's an organization, Breaking Free, that I just learned about this year as we did an off-the-streets 5K at Target Field. I got to DJ at it, and and the whole organization of off-the-streets was to raise money and awareness towards um, uh, sex trafficking within our city. Uh, Because one of the things that happens is as the Super Bowl begins to hit cities, human trafficking just explodes through the roof, and we're hosting the Super Bowl next year. Which means that our city is a prime target for human trafficking. And we've just made this commitment that we're like, not, not in Minneapolis. Not in Minneapolis. You can't do that in our city. And so Breaking Free is a Minnesota-based nonprofit and social justice and social change organization that every year helps over 500 women escape systems of prostitution and sexual exploitation through advocacy, direct services, housing, and education. It is an incredible organization. And I remember DJing at this event, and we would stop the music, and then we would have women who have gone through the program or who are going through the program share their story as people are walking and jogging, and then... I'm supposed to play Justin Timberlake after that. And I'm just like ugly man crying as we're hearing about what these people are doing. And there was just this approach. I was just like, I don't care what we have to do, but we're going to be doing this. Because again, the Super Bowl is coming to our city. And I love the story of David when, when all the David, King David, the shepherd boy, in the midst of failure, still focused on God, was considered a man after God's own heart from the city of Jerusalem. But because David loved, loved Jesus, loved the Lord so much, they didn't know Jerusalem as the Jerusalem. They knew it as the city of David. Because of David's love for God, what if if we lived out our love for God so much that Minneapolis as a city had a name change. 
I believe we can. I can. Be, I believe that we could be a part of that breaking free. Isn't and then tandem. Uh, it used to be. It was formerly Tapestry Crisis Pregnancy Center. They've changed the name to Tandem. They've they've expanded their 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 reach. And what Tandem is? It's a crisis center for women that helps provide crisis intervention, healthcare, housing, childcare, life skills education, and vocational training. And it's just an amazing. We 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 did a diaper drive last year for them, and it, and just getting the opportunity to meet and hear some stories and get to really understand the heart of the matter because because really when when as a church we I mean people kind of just see the surface you know what I mean like they see the service and when you get the opportunity to talk to these people from breaking free in tandem and ace in the city and the Sheridan story man what you see on the surface is amazing and it compels my heart but when you begin to understand the why behind the what man it captures something inside of you and these are organizations that are making our city better and we will be behind them. We will back them. And so our Kingdom Builders money will be going towards these organizations. Uh, the third one is missions. Uh, I mean, we are passionate about missions. We are passionate about seeing the gospel reach every people group and every nation and every language. I mean, the scripture says, man, it, once everyone knows, man, that's prime time for Jesus to come back. And I don't know about you, but I am pumped for Jesus to come back. So I am pumped about bringing the message of the gospel to every tribe and every tongue and every nation. And so we are in the process of supporting missionaries. We've got two missionaries that we support monthly, the Amiots who are doing university ministry in Costa Rica and throughout uh, South America. And then we've got the Kramers who are in Thailand. And man, they are doing such amazing things. We're, we're, we're working on getting some, some video updates from them. Them, but man, they are just killing it and where God has called them. And my desire is to not be able to say no to missionaries because we can't financially support them. But there's things that we have to do on top of that. So under our missions giving, just want to let you guys know that every month we give, um, on top of our missions giving, we give 10% of what we bring in a month to the Church Multiplication Network, which is the network that planted us. Because we brought a $30,000 loan from them so that we could purchase our portable church stuff and we could just do all the things that we needed to do to become a church. So we, we filled out the application and we received a $30,000 loan. And so we're in the process of paying that loan back. But it's really not paying an organization back. But what we're doing is all the money that we send is getting put into a pool to help support other church planners. And so, it's, a, so it's, it's such an incredible organization, but we're still paying that off. And so church planting is a huge focus for us. We want to be a church plant that plants churches. And again, I'm just going to keep saying it for, until it starts, but we are so excited for the Van Winkles church plant happening over in the Midtown neighborhood. Um, we're so pumped for what God is birthing in them and what God is orchestrating and just the conversations I get to have. I just get so, I, I might leave this church to go join theirs. I'm that excited. I'm, I won't do that. But, you know, who knows? It's not my, it's not my story. It's, got, you know, whatever. But, but we believe in church planning, and so let's put up that next thing, Chelsea. We have about, we have a little under $16,000 left to pay on our church multiplication loan. And once that's done, we're going to begin to invest that 10% into a fund simply for church planning. And we want to, we're, we're going to have the opportunity to, to plant one church this year, and then next year, my prayer is that we would, have the, we would have a hand in planting two. And then the year after that, we would have a hand in planting four because I love addition, but it's just too slow. There's too many people that need to know Jesus for us to simply be concerned with growing the church with addition. And man, multiplication is so much fun because it's fast. You can get to 12 way faster 
with multiplication than you can addition. And we believe that the kingdom of God grows most effectively when we are multiplication-minded. And so as part of Kingdom Builders, we're going to be paying off our CMN debt, but we're, we're, then we're going to begin to put money into, uh, into a fund for Simply Church Planning because we want to be able to resource and finance and be a part of investing into what people have invested into us for us to exist. We are existing because of the generosity of so many people that I have never met nor know and will never probably meet or know this side of heaven, but I'm going to get to heaven and I just feel like I'm just going to know. Man, you were a part of seeing hundreds of thousands of people's lives change in South Minneapolis because of your generosity. God has been so generous to us. I really do feel that the only logical response is for us to be generous back. And so, as I was praying about all this, this was the fear part. So I was praying about kingdom builders and what, I want, what do we want to do to kick this off and, and really chase after this dream that God's given us. What I've done, what I've prayed, and I've, I've been praying, God, would you just give me a number? Would you give me a target to shoot for? And this makes no sense based on the information I gave you about, financial information about, that I gave you about our church last week. This makes no sense. Okay? So I know it's going to be just like, homie's crazy. Yes. But what I want to, the goal I want to set before us for all these things that God's calling us to do in these four areas is over this next year, I want us to begin to process and raise $15,000. Doing the rough math, that means every organization, every missionary will get about thirteen to $1,500. And I understand this makes no sense based off the financial information I gave everyone last week. But what I do believe is that as we begin to step into obedience when it comes to tithing, God will open up doors for us to step into obedience when it comes to above and beyond. Because when you catch the fever of generosity, it's a fever you can't kick. You become addicted to the idea of generosity once we understand and really grasp in our hearts what God has given us, that God is a generous God who gave his son generously for a world to receive generously what we could never earn nor deserve, but God gave it to us freely through the person of Jesus so that we could be in right relationship. And so our mission as Motion City Church is to lead people into an authentic, growing, and thriving relationship with Jesus Christ. And that, and, that, and again, addition's not bad, but man, multiplication is just so much more fun. And here's what I want to say. If you're not tithing, don't give to Kingdom Builders, please. Please don't give to Kingdom Builders if you're not tithing. I want, you, I want you more than I want us to reach this goal to live in obedience to what God has called you to do when it comes to your finances. So if you're not tithing, start tithing. And then as you begin to tithe, as you begin to get your finances in, in proper order, into a kingdom-minded order, man, I do believe that God is going to open up your heart, and then you'll be able to give. But don't give to kingdom builders if you're not, if you're not tithing first. We've talked about this for weeks. Again, man, go through Financial Peace University. Nancy and I are going to sit down this week, and we're going to give you a date of when Financial Peace University is going to be kicking off. Next week, we will have a date for you of when it's going to start. So sign up for Financial Peace University. We're going to hope to not just have one group, but two. So if there's going to be options. So become a consistent tither, then start giving to kingdom builders. But for those of you who are already tithing, 
what I want you to do is this is the part where you get to dream and pray about what you can be involved in when it comes to, to kingdom builders. But on Sunday, next slide, on Sunday, November 5th, we are going to have what we're going to be calling a miracle offering. And as, as God begins to put in your heart what he's calling and leading you to give. Man, we want to encourage you to give your kingdom builders along with your tithes and offerings. We've got separate accounts set up for each so we can split all that up. We'll, it'll be an option on, on Church Community Builder. It'll be a, a, an option on the app. I mean, there'll be ways for us to split this up. But as you give, what's going to happen on March, uh, on November 5th, sorry, on November 5th, we're going to have what we're calling a miracle offering, and this miracle offering is going to be a part of completing these commitments that we're going to be making. It's a special offering that we will open up to the rest of the church to also give towards the goals for this year, and, and even if they've never made a prior, uh, prior commitment, because we want everyone to be involved in this. But in the meantime, be praying about what you can be, what, you, what part you can play in reaching more people. We have a lot of goals that I believe God is setting, and I believe that if we rally together as his church, we can finish the year strong. And so I want to encourage you to today to begin to pray about the amount that you can give in the miracle offering coming in November, the miracle offering, or the, or the, or the kingdom builder commitment that God is going to lead you to make. And if we all do what we can, I believe that come November, we can celebrate the completion of these goals for the year. And so as we conclude our series this morning, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to be back next Sunday. We're kicking off a great series called Dangerous Prayers. I believe for many of you it's going to be a game-changing series when it comes to your prayer life. But as we conclude this message series, I want to end with a passage out of 2 Corinthians chapter 9. It says this, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us... Your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Guys, when it comes to our finances, God can be trusted. He is faithful. He is trustworthy. And so you can trust him. Heavenly Father, I thank you God, I thank you for big dreams. I thank you for impossible dreams that are fear-based, that, 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 fear that lead to faith. And God, would you just move upon us in such a real way right now? God, that we wouldn't see this as an impossibility because, God, I believe that you're the God of the impossible. You make impossible things possible. And so, God, Father, I submit kingdom builders to you. God, would you unite us as a church? under your banner, under your desire, and that is to see none perish. But for every single person on this planet to come to the knowledge and understanding, Jesus, that you love them and that you died for them.
God, would you use us? And not simply getting through this existence, but God, would you help us through a spirit of generosity to make an eternal dent on the annexes of history for your name and for your fame's sake. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Once again, thank you for listening to the Motion City Church podcast. We want to be able to walk with you and beside you as you go throughout life. So if you ever have a need for prayer, we want to be able to pray with you. Please email us at motioncityprayer at gmail.com. We would also love to have you join us in person next week. We meet on Sunday mornings at 1030 a.m. at Falwell School of Performing Arts. We hope you have a fantastic week.